0: Hey yo, what's up? It's your boy, sir of the 2020 podcast, LLC. Please say the LLC. And before you listen to this episode, I just gotta let you know, I need you to stop what you're doing. Go to blkrenaissance.com and I need you to shop for the culture. That's right. Anytime you use the promo code LLC20 at Black Renaissance Clothing's website, you will get 20% off your order. Off rip. No questions asked. So do me a favor and do it for the culture. Peace.
1: No okay, we literally just like a few, so no need to pick and choose. Welcome to 2020, What we do more than interviews. The hottest be coming through jumping knowledge, all that you get up. We could front you with the truth that they offer you. Yeah, hands up, we do it for the culture. To give artists and businesses more exposure. Keep it real and stay silent, just like a boulder. It's about to go all the way down, can't get no lower. Chasing my dreams, know that they get no slower. But if I stay running, I promise they're getting closer. My over success, my older. And if you're sleeping on me, I'm waking them up like bulges. I told you, coming from the land with the tide roll. We'll be on the whole. From five, we like to ride slow and keep our windows tinted so you really can see us. Like Stevie Wonder waking up with his eyes closed, yeah. Got the kind of flow that rocked the boat. On my 16s are pounds of dope. And if you figure you can hang with me on the mic to grab some rope, matter of fact, better grab some hoe while you at it. We keep it live, it's time to tune in. Turn up the sound on what you're using. It goes so hard, I think it's bruising. The show is 2020, no need to zoom in, yeah.
2: I probably gotta go to your settings i like times
3: I'm about to okay, block guys. my camera
0: Alright we live baby So uh Hey what's up it's your boy sir of the podcast LLC Please say the LLC And yo Please. today we got a hot button topic Um it's, it's gonna be something It's gonna be some things said It's gonna be some thoughts shared But the only thing I ask before you Participate in this Conversation this topic We ask that you keep an open mind Because we're not here to Jump on each other for their points of view Alright everybody agree on that Cool Yeah. yeah Alright so today the topic is Kevin Samuels And uh hey yo, hey yo, Kelm oh, oh, sir, sir, was recently sir, sir. on
2: So can we Can we get people to share this On their page real quick
0: Oh, yeah, quick plug. Hey, whatever you doing, I need you to stop. I need you to hit that share button in the corner and put it on your page because uh, at the end of tonight, I'm going to be cash apping somebody $10 for sharing. So I need you to share this live. That's on, on everything, Cause so somebody's going to be winning $10 from you, boy. But this topic first today was trust, about Kevin Samuels, man. Say what
1: now. I think I was the first person to chef, so that makes me the winner automatically.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Y'all niggas is disqualified.
1: Right.
0: Uh, (laughs) right. So (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, but today to discuss the Kevin Sam interview. Uh, one of the major things I really wanted from this conversation was the importance of communication. Now, one of the things I firmly believe in is in order to be a well-rounded individual, be able to hear opposition's point of view, uh, you must be able to listen to it, at least. You may not have to agree with it. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is being able to see it from their side, if you can, at least attempt. Uh, that is the best way to actually become a better person, in my view, because how can you understand where somebody comes from if you're not, not willing to swivel your chair to their side of the table? So one of the things that I made uh, a, I guess, a prerequisite to be on this live, live for everybody it had to be interview in its entirety. Now, we may make references to his other work. We may make references to him as a person. But the primary conversation we're having is based on the interview he had on the Joe Budden podcast. All right. So let me make that clear. We're discussing the interview that occurred on the Joe Budden podcast. All right. So uh, first things first, um, to those of you who don't know who this gentleman is, Kevin Samuels is an older gentleman uh, who's worked in corporate America in marketing. Uh, I didn't even know that until uh, earlier this week um very adept in you know what he does uh definitely a successful person Uh, found his way into content creation uh he started with the seminars called um men in training where he would speak to men and try to kind of just to be a more successful black and uh that kind of led to kind of a division because his rhetoric is a little bit more direct. Some see it as harsh. Some see it as hateful. Some see it as misogynistic. But he has, you know, a voice and a platform now and even a following to the point where he's not even in corporate America anymore. He pretty much works for himself. So I'm going to take a step back. And uh, actually, I'm going to allow my brother Black, who is also uh, one of my uh, co-host of the 2020 podcast i'm just gonna let him go first brother and just share your thoughts on that interview who kevin Samuels is and what you think the message he had during that interview
2: yeah yeah it was good it's your boy boy black um like just to piggyback off what you said uh, that's how i got um into kevin Samuels was i was watching him talk about like distinguished gentleman type things like what your wardrobe should look like <clears throat> excuse me like what kind of suits like a brown blue a black stuff like that colognes and things like that so i was uh in i was trying to step up my fresh you know because i came into a different uh phase in my life and so i was watching him then um sparingly a little bit and then he got into the content creation of talking about relationships because that's always the hot topic um, as far as the interview goes it's pretty much the same how I feel about um mr Samuels. he he uh he's talking about some stuff that um has always been hard for black men to talk about uh in a social setting outside the barber shop or in the backyard or at the house or whatever uh secluded area so uh with the interview uh, of course he always hit some good points and, and things like that me um, personally his his end game is a little. Different from where I would go, but it's, um, he has enough content and information that people don't understand that we need to start having this conversation and ch- kind of get rid of some of this delusion
0: that's going on. That's an interesting word you use, bro. Um, you know, the delusion. And uh, I, we're going to circle back around to that. But one of the main things I really want to hit on was the perspective he offers Because right now, the only thing people are hearing is the um, the viral clips he goes by, you know, like those infamous clips of him being a lot more direct or saying some. uh, I'm going to be honest, some disrespectful things, you know, to people who call into his show. So um, I appreciate you sharing that, you know, because that's also how I came across him uh, when I went and did his research because uh, excuse me, did my research on him. I saw that clip of him talking to the lady who called herself a six. But then when I went back through his catalog, I just kept finding him talking to men. And I'm like, wait a minute. So they're saying all he talks to is women, but I keep seeing these men's videos. So that kind of threw me for a loop. And then that's when I realized things are kind of getting turned a certain way when it comes to him. But uh, I'm going to circle back and kind of get the women's perspective. So Jessica, you're already up looking comfortable and stuff in that leopard print. I see you, sis. Uh, so, tell me what no, were your thoughts going into
4: thought, this me. interview? So, a. I'm going to be honest. Um, I first heard about Kevin Samuels about a month ago. One of my girlfriends, actually my best friend, brought it to my attention. And so, we, we conversed about it, and then I brought it to uh, my boyfriend's. She was like, Kevin Samuels? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, bro, this and that. And so I started watching his videos and I'm going to be honest, I went down a YouTube rabbit hole and there were moments where I was like, he said that? And then there were times I found myself trying to keep my voice down from snickering too loud at my desk because as a woman, I'm going to be honest, Some I don't agree with everything he says. I'm going to just go ahead and put that out there. However... It is entertaining, some of the things that he says. I'm not completely convinced that he believes everything that he says, but he's polarizing. And that works for the time that he's in with content creation. And also on the flip side of that, Jeremy, you said something at the beginning of the live where you were saying that in order to be a well-rounded individual, you need to be able to hear opposing views and actually hear them so to take it back to this specific interview with joe budden when i found out that they had done an episode together i'm gonna be honest my first thought was if y'all hate black women just say it just go ahead and say it. but so i went into the interview like what are they gonna talk about but I I chose to focus on the message and not the messenger. And again, I'm going to state this at the at the top of what I'm about to say for anybody that any women that are about to drag me in the comments. I don't agree with everything that Kevin Samuel says, and as far as Joe Budden, we're going to leave that alone. However, comma, it was. Interesting for me to hear his perspective, and a lot of the things he was saying I found insightful and very useful as a woman to get into the male psyche. Because to be honest, this is an area that I'm trying to grow in in my own relationship of listening better and not hearing something that I don't want to hear and just popping so you know I can I can put myself out there and be very vulnerable and say that so to hear some of the things that he was saying it was just very reflective and okay you know perhaps we you know the sexes could listen to each other better and you know I think also I appreciated what he was saying about the breakdown of the black family and how that started. Um I really appreciated that. And, you know, it was just, it was insightful. So I will say that about this specific interview itself.
0: Okay. No, and, and I, I appreciate you being forward enough to to admit that you know um a lot of the times i've tried to get people to watch this interview and as soon as i say kevin samuels "Mm -mm, can't do it no and i'm like but how do you know what i'm talking about or what perspective he's given if you're not even going to hear him out you know and i get it you know sometimes it's triggering for folks i get it sometimes people aren't quite there yet and that's cool but I just yeah. encourage people to try, you know?
4: I agree. I think you can learn something from anyone. I do think that in a sense, in some of the interview, he interviews, he had a habit of painting all women with a broad paintbrush. I think he had very valid points, mm-hmm. but I think in terms of someone's relationship status, married, unmarried, single, like it's Sometimes that can be so complex and it, you can't just say that all of you all are single for this specific reason. I think it's just very individualized. So I will say that as well.
0: OK, appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah. So real quick, I want to swerve over to Eternity real quick because he and I have this conversation a lot about what can be said and what can't be said. And that came up during the interview. Uh, he was saying, and he brought something to light that not a lot of women, I, I felt agreed with, but I felt them a hundred percent. He said, a lot of men have learned to kind of become grass fed lines when it comes to what they say and what oh, they feel. And what he meant was, we now have gotten to a point where in order to appease or appeal to women, we sometimes water down our true intentions or thoughts. And sometimes we just don't say them at all. And he was 1000% against that. So Buck, I wanted to throw it off to you to kind of get your views on, you know, those particular parts of the conversation. So there's this little thing that we like to call tact.
5: And as much as, I like to think of myself as a person that really doesn't have much of it. Um in that instance, just being honest, in that instance I had to agree because a lot of times, you know, we always make this truth, make the joke about, you know, you want the truth, you can't handle the truth, but a lot of women can't handle the truth. We've often talked about the situation of logic versus emotion and how men think and how women think and um in this particular case i i i so all i ever heard was really negative things about this guy um so i'm really glad that i had a chance to actually go watch this interview um because much like what you said i agreed with that aspect of it he said that we shouldn't water it down but truthfully it's kind of like yeah well You do this for a living, you get paid to do this. You're in a position in which you can pretty much say whatever you want to say, and it's not going to affect you. The average brother can't do that in no shape, form, or fashion. The average brother can't do that if, if you, especially if you are in a relationship or dating phase, or hell, even you know, engagements or marriage, there is a lot of stuff. That I think black men, I I can say men in general, but specifically black men, because the same way women have that stereotype of combative, angry black woman, a lot of times guys just don't want to avoid that altogether. And I think because guys want to avoid that, that's why they will water down what they have to say. Um, I think it becomes a situation that's like, I'm not an argumentative person. I'll debate you all day, but I'm not going to argue with you. And the minute that it becomes petty arguing or anything of that nature, I'm just gonna be like, all right you are, right. even though you're probably not right. I'm going to back down, and I'm gonna back down for the simple fact that I am tired of going back and forth, and I'm not about to do this, and I think that's what he meant when he said that as much as he wants to say that you can't do this and you can't do that no nah, for a regular brother that's in a, a general situation, yeah no. You got to have a little tact with what you say. Now, I know a lot of women don't agree with what he said. But I'm going to tell you the one thing that he did do a lot of stuff that he spoke about speaks to a successful black man, especially a young black man. But that's another conversation for another day. It may even continue on with this, but just talking on that specific point that you brought up. I, I do. I think that, I think mm. that we tend to water down what we say in order to diffuse situations before they even begin, just because we feel like that's the only way that we're going to get peace.
0: Mm. Now, speaking of peace uh, a little bit, and, and we're going to have a, and this isn't going to be myself directing It's just key points that when I listen to this, I already had in my mind who I want to ask this about, because I've spoken with each of you independently uh, in some way or facet and we've discussed things. And so certain aspects of this interview, I wanted to hear you guys' perspective. Now, in particular, since Buck brought up, you know, successful black men, one thing he did do with the broad brush was discuss how the pandemic affected the black woman, how things shifted as far as, and he gave the analogy of, when you saw black women in the store, they were afraid. They didn't know what to do or where to go. So, Jared, in that aspect, when he was going down that path, what you thought, you know, what, what went across your mind when you started him going about the the pandemic and, you know, how black women were caught off guard in, in his eyes?
6: Man, um. Uh... It was a it was a lot of it was a lot of stuff throughout that interview like that he he really hit the nail on the head but I feel like he he is too broad. Um, a lot of the problem we have today is that somebody has to be right and somebody has to be wrong. And I think mm-hmm. that's where a lot of things can get controversial with talking about this specific dude because I didn't agree with everything, but I couldn't say that he was exactly wrong for some of the stuff that he was saying. You know, that doesn't make him wrong and it doesn't make me wrong to agree with him sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody can be right Right. sometimes and everybody can, and we can both be right about the same thing. Um, As far as the pandemic thing goes, I honestly feel like he was attacking a certain a certain you know group of females, you know not every black woman was scrambling during the pandemic. you see what i mean that's that's why I say he's he's so mm-hmm. broad not not every single black woman was oh, I ain't got a man. I'm in Walmart and don't know to get bread. you know what I'm saying like I don't. I I didn't really agree with that. Like as far as being in the home alone, you know, I could kind of see a little bit of where he was going for with that because, you know, if you locked in, if you quarantined in, and all you can do is look at social media and watch other people have somebody, I see how, you know, that could spark a spark somebody up for after they finally do get to go outside. It's like if we get quarantined again, I ain't trying to be by myself. Not so. I, I don't think it was so much that. Mm. I don't think it was so much that these black women couldn't depend on themselves because of this pandemic. It's more so I've had all this time to reflect on what I don't have, like the relationship that I don't have. You know, you we all know social okay. media is literally is a show. Social media is a show, so. I'm I'm scrolling on Instagram watching TV. You know what I mean? Like I'm all these people laid up with they, you know, with their significance and all that, and then there's just me. Um uh, so the whole pandemic thing, I really didn't I didn't agree with that at all. You know, did some 'cause some women didn't know what to do after they got out of quarantine. But it's a whole lot of men that didn't know what to do after they got out of quarantine. I mean, like, that's so broad. You can't regulate it to black women not knowing what to do. A lot of black men didn't know what to do either. You know, and uh, I, I just didn't, I didn't really see his point, you know, y'all may have, but I didn't really see his point. Like he, he say a lot of roundabout stuff in my opinion that doesn't amount to anything, but he also drops gems. Like, if you you know, what mm, I mean you keep listening mm. to him, he'll drop some nuggets on you and you'll be like, yo, that he right, he right. But then he'll keep talking and you'll be like, ah nah, he really not talking about nothing right now. Um, so uh I'm that sorry. pandemic that pandemic thing, I that, that really didn't you know, I could I could have started doing something else while he was talking about that, because it really wasn't it really wasn't it really wasn't informative like you know come on die. like can you really say black woman was in there scared everybody was in there scared (laughs) people literally brought up all the toilet paper Mm -hmm. in Lysol like (laughs) how can you say the black woman was in Walmart scared when everybody was buying enough toilet paper to last them a lifetime and then get to flipping and selling it you know Everybody was scared when, when the pan, when everybody got to go to Walmart again. So I don't I don't really see what he was getting at, but go ahead, man. All right. Well, no, I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Now uh real quick,
0: I'm I'm gonna get a twofer on this one. So I'm I'm gonna snag Wyatt and 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 Lauren on this one. So in particular, he talked about how, you know, right now there's a double standard and we've talked about this within ourselves. So I I really want to snag a man and a woman's point of view and uh, I'm gonna let Lauren go first Wyatt, and then you, but I wanted y'all point on this. He said uh, in particular, and, and, and some of this was suggested, you know what I'm saying? When it comes to black men and women, there's a double standard when it comes to their past, when it comes to a black woman, they're mythologized, mythologized. I didn't listen the word he used. I didn't even know the word existed. But I was like, that was a good word, bro. But essentially, their past is used then used to build them up. But a black man's past is used to demonize and vilify. Them. So when I heard that, I was like, hmm. And I sat back. Why? What was your thoughts on that, bro?
7: Nah, I'm gonna defer to the lady first, you know, because I, I got some thoughts, but you know, okay. I, mean, I wanna I wanna be able to hear her thoughts.
0: Okay, Lauren, let go.
3: All right. So when he started talking about uh, his past and how women were affected by stuff, it it kind of didn't make any sense to me. Um, Some of his points because he started going all the way back to um, how women were uh, men. I'll start with men. men were like idolized. Basically, they were the breadwinners of the family. And then all of a sudden food stamps were introduced and then it was offered to women. And then man, you know, they thought that when they offer these government assistance, that we would choose the man over the assistance for our women and children. And that didn't make any sense to me. Because to me as a whole, when those things were, or I assumed, um, it would have been as a whole, you know, what I'm saying for the whole family, not just a woman and children kind of thing. But I didn't know if he was trying to, you know, pinpoint specific things like food stamps, wig, things like that, because these are for women and children um as far as that aspect of it when he went all the way back so that kind of threw me for a loop um and then as far as um the past how men are you know set to they can't fail they can't feel at all they're you know conditioned to get up um and and not break at any point you know what i'm saying at every turn you don't get to be coddled or anything. A I man I just got to keep hitting their point. Whereas women, um, they have all of this assistance. As a woman, you know, and I was a single mother before I got married, to me, that was a joke because I didn't have always have the assistance. I didn't get the food stamps. I didn't, I didn't get all of this stuff, you know, until um I just was like, oh, I can get this because I'm in college. Oh, I can get this because, you know, he made a point about He was eating, I think, sardines or something. And then his girlfriend was eating um, lobster and shrimp. And he was mad at her because she thought about it being a college student versus because he said that's that's not what it was used for. But in a sense, it was like, okay, was it, I mean, it's still food. Granted, she shouldn't be eating steak and lobster on, you know, steak, shrimp, lobster, or whatever on food stamps. But I mean, as a woman, We think outside the box, you know, I don't think it's advertised for us to get food stamps because I didn't know about it. You see what I'm saying? And he made that a big point point as saying that women have this and it's put in women's face. Whereas with men, it's not put in their face and they should think about this stuff. And to me, it didn't make any sense because I feel like we both have the same exact, um, what's the word? We both have the same resources. It may, a woman may think about it at the same time, may think about it more. But a when, I feel like a man may think that it makes them less of a man if they use those resources. I felt like that was the point he was trying to make um, because, you know, men may feel less than if they use those resources versus a woman. You see what I'm saying? So that was a big point to me. Um, but as far as um, just the whole thing, I didn't really understand, honestly, that topic. It just kind of threw me for a loop um, because he kept it was like he was pitting women and men against each other. But then he went back and said how when he was the top of the company, he hired a woman first, a black woman first. So it was a lot of a lot of points he made. I was so on to him. And then he'll say stuff like that, like Jerry said, and I was like, wait, what? You know, um, it just didn't make any sense to me. So I was trying to follow him with that. So I'm gonna listen to what Wyatt says and see what he thinks about that. Cause that just didn't make any sense to me.
7: All right. So what I got from that was that. When when a man like as a guy like you don't you can't depend on anybody else but yourself. So what he was saying was like or to what my understanding of it was that like he didn't look for government assistance because he as a man, you're not supposed to look for anybody or or things like that. And and what his. I don't like how he generalizes it, but what he was saying was that women look for assistance where men kind of look for a way. Um, Now, I'm not, so the thing about the double standard, I think is, is like, say for instance, if, if I have two kids and you have two kids and like, you may have two kids. And then after that, they say, well, if you're not with the dad, he must've done something. And, and you, you're doing something well for yourself because you're not with him for a reason. But if I'm single with two kids, what did you do to that woman that now all of a sudden she don't want to be with you? So it's, it's like, it's like, there's always a, a reason why a man can't be with a woman or, or, you know, what's the matter with him? And, a part of double standards that I, I, I think is like so: a woman can have standards for herself, but when a man says like, "Okay, like I want I want a woman who's you know safe physically fit, or I want a woman who may not have children," you know what I mean? It's it's frowned upon. But then if a if a woman says that this is what I want of a man because he's supporting me. And, and i want him to do this or do that like then it's, it's frowned upon because like you can't have you can't choose a woman just because she's attractive but a, a woman can choose a man just because he's attractive and like me and jeremy have talked about this scale so the scale of physical attraction versus provider so i think as more more physically attractive you are the the less providing you have to do because you're willing to take more bullshit from somebody who looks good. But if you don't feel some like if you say somebody is a a five or a six, you like you're like okay, well he's got to, he's got to provide for me to a certain extent. But if you got somebody who you got somebody who's who's up there and looks, you don't mind going to work. You you don't mind if you got Michael B. Jordan over here. You like I don't mind going to work. But if if you got somebody who looks like like a regular dude then all of a sudden like well he got to do more for me you've got to, and, and it's a and it's not fair to a guy because then after that a guy's like okay well if i want the same thing out of a woman like if if he wants a trophy wife and he's providing then he's shallow for it but if but if like y'all both so it's it's a double standard in that situation And i
3: guess disagree i mean i understand what you're saying and what i, I agree with as the, the double standard but for me i mean i guess i've never been shallow you know what i'm saying i never wanted somebody i've always wanted to like a man that, you know what i'm saying but i've always been i guess the hustler mentality like i said i was a single mom at one point so it was like if i had to work five jobs and do what i had to do that's what i had to do you know it was so I had to get out of that. You know what I'm saying? When I got married, I had to have a mindset shift to, to I, actually want help. You see what I'm saying? because but I, I think went, that's, oh, mm-hmm. that's the I part. think
7: that's I think that's a part of the, the experience of having children. Like you can't you can't be picky on those certain situations because now your your scale is weighted a little bit differently. Because Bye-bye. now because now it's not about what you want. It's about the, the providing of, of children. It's no longer just about you. As as I have like me and you're both parents. So it's it's no longer about just it's no longer about wants. It's about needs. So then therefore you got to be like you can't like if somebody's able to provide for me and they're doing well for me and my children, it's gonna be different than somebody who's just like eye candy. Because when when you don't have kids, you don't you can do whatever you want to because it's just you. But when you got kids, you can't do that.
3: But then that wouldn't that put you on like a, a shadow scale? You see what I'm saying? Like the shallow, the scale that you were talking about.
7: No, it just it just changes what your your dynamic is. So like like. 20-year-old you may may want things differently than than 30-year-old you. So then it's not necessarily that it's a shallow thing, but your experiences kind of help guide that scale. Right.
2: No, I agree. It's called the epiphany stage. Yeah,
3: you're right. So Um, but you know, I always, I mean, I always heard that, you know, that thing they say beauty fades. So choose your partner wisely. So it was, you know, I guess that's always been in my mind. So I've never been like a person that said, "Oh, they gotta be fine." You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, it was a lot of stuff that he said that didn't. I agree with a whole bunch of shit he said. Like no lie, um, as a woman listening to his commentary, his interview at first, like Jessica said, I was I wasn't hesitant about Kevin Samuels because, quite frankly, I didn't know who the hell he was. I didn't I didn't really care, honestly. Um, but Joe Budden, I've listened to how he speak about women. And how he talks to women, so I was a little bit worried about the interview, so to speak. But when he started to talk about certain things and started to break down things, and he basically did, he gave what they put out. You see what I'm saying? Like if he he started talking to the, the the women and they were just you know really nice, and then all of a sudden they just you know they started bashing him. He used to think. What did he say, Jeremy? We talked about the sign language. You know that was a big acronym. sign language. Yeah. You know, so I started, yeah. I mean. And I definitely see where y'all coming from, because I definitely agree with a lot of stuff, you know, you give out, you know, what you give out, what you what you're going to get back. You see what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know. I, I like definitely... I like.
7: Go ahead. I'm sorry.
3: No, you go ahead. Babe.
7: Yeah, so I like the fact that he uses it as a marketing thing. Like he's like, right. like a lot of times people look at everything. At a point of who's buying stuff, who's doing things like that and who, who actually pushes the market. And that's right. that's women. And so, like, of course, you're going to cater to women in a certain extent. But in the same instance, I think I don't like the fact that he generalizes, but some of it. Yeah. Some, yeah so if it but some people I don't think. Some people realize or or really have that opportunity to look inward to be able to see if that really actually affects you, because not every person, not every not every woman or man is the victim in the situation. At some point in time, you messed up. Sometimes you fucked up. So therefore, like you got to be able to hold that L2 and you you weren't always the nicest to that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. You didn't always get done over by, by the, you know, the mean guy or whatever. And sometimes you chose to be in those certain situations because you wanted to be with somebody who looked good, but the, the signs were there. So it, right. it's a, I think he wants to have accountability, not only, not only for women, but in particular men, because I took a whole lot of that back to like, cause what I was listening to from here, like, you have to be able, as a man, to be able to be a man that that a woman is able to follow behind. Like, if you're not doing what you're supposed to, how is she going to follow behind you? Yeah. So, you know what I mean? That's That was one of the things that, like, it made me think, like, you need to step your shit up because of the fact that, like, if you're not a leader, how's a, how you expect somebody to follow you?
0: Ooh, hey, bro. I like where this is going. I like what this is going. So let's let's keep on this 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 train that we on. So when I sat back and I thought about Kevin Samuels, now part of the the thing was he gave his age. He's fifty two. So I want everybody who's listening to us to keep that in mind. The man is fifty two years old, right? And we know personally, all of us know how older people don't have a filter like we do. Can we all agree on that? OK, I, it was a little bit delayed. But anyway, um, so, Malcolm, I'm, I'm bringing this part to you. So I tried to get kind of in his position to get to the way Kevin thinks. And I came to this summarization. So Kevin, you know, admitted that, you know, he's worked in the industry for a long time. You know, he was a, a, a marketing person. So I think with him being in marketing for all those years and being successful in it, he's just trying to apply a logical take of his profession into an emotional area of relationships. And I think people are turned off about that because he's assessing like, you know how you have people that uh, you bring your business to them, you bring it to a marketer and they're like, "Okay, are you doing this? Are you doing this? Who's your who's your your goal? Who's your audience? Who are you trying to market to? What are you trying to do? What is your end goal? He's doing that with people who call in. But I think because it's such a sensitive topic that people don't know how to take what he's saying as I feel like it's beyond constructive criticism. I think it's like extremely raw, constructive criticism. I want to know what your take was on that.
1: So what you said is exactly right. And I'm going to take your point from the whole marketing thing. So we're consumers. Everybody on this thing that's watching and everybody on here talking right now, we are consumers. We don't really know the conversations that go on in the marketing rooms for these products. Right. So let's give you a prime example. Like you said, he took he took he, he taking the marketing approach and applying to women, men and relationships. What do you think is going on behind the, these closed doors in some of these companies? All right. Hair grease. African-American women's hair grease. Yeah, the black woman are gonna buy this. It's getting ready to be the summertime. Let's put it on the end cap in the store. Now, what if you heard that being said by that company? You're gonna feel some type of way. You know, white products. You know, it's getting ready to be hunting season. Let's put the camo jackets in the front. All these white people are gonna buy these camo jackets. If you heard that behind the scenes, you would feel some type of way. So when somebody comes and says, well, I'm like the guy, the guy he did that day, he said, the guy was like, well, I don't think women, I don't think I should have to approach women. And he asked him, well, who are you? What do you weigh? How tall are you? And from a marketing point of view, would a woman purchase that? Not saying men and women are for sale or anything like that, but would a woman purchase that? Would a woman purchase the package that you're putting out vice versa? So it, it makes it look bad and sound bad and and sound kind of off and, and offensive. But at the end, of, at the end of the day, it's it's pure facts. It's pure facts. When you're out here dating, you are a product trying to be bought off the shelf from another consumer. Point blank, you're putting yourself off as a product, the clothes that you're wearing, the car that you're driving, you know. I'm saying the way that you look, the way that you're smell that you smell, all of that stuff you're putting into yourself and on yourself, so that when you go out in the streets, you want somebody to pick you up and put you on the conveyor belt and swipe their car, or in this case, get in a relationship with you. So it's a crazy approach, but it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. And it goes to the whole thing of what kind of manual. I want a man, tall, dark, handsome, 6'2", uh, 12-pack abs. You know what I'm saying? you—you That's the product that you're saying that you want, you know, and vice versa when it comes to men describing the type of woman that they want. So, again, it sounds bad but it's all facts at the end of the day and it makes sense to me at least
0: i'm going to agree with you bro like um i think one of the hardest things that ever happened to me was uh when i went to the doctor like my when i first came back to mobile i went to my doctor and my doc- doctor did not pull i i'm talking like straight raw just gave it to me direct and I was offended. But at the end of the day, I went to that doctor. You know, I chose to go be assessed and I can't be upset with my point of view clashing with the reality of their assessment. You know, uh, at the end of the day, this person is the professional. Um, I'm not a strategist when it comes to marketing and he's applying that. The people agree with him i'm just gonna keep it a buck with you i don't think he's incorrect in that approach i just think his and i think buck said it best his tact is lacking but i i think it's due to the fact of the the error he came from being an older gentleman a lot of those older folks you know didn't really have that um and and uh aaron clark who's in the comments said it best he and i was having a conversation and he said something to someone really blunt and i was like yo bro you're using the sledgehammer, this situation called for a scalpel. You know what I'm saying? A little bit more attack can sometimes be more receptive to certain people. And I think it's just how people receive information that kind of dictates how you will go with that approach. But at the end of the day, if you're calling Joe and you know how he is, don't be upset with the results that you get. You know, that's, that's my only gripe with that. No. I do feel like he definitely has a bias against black women. I'm just going to keep it a buck. Uh, I'm going to refer to one of the points he brought up. And, and and this is true. He mentioned that we can't go by numbers all the time or stats when they're presented on social media and stuff because they're uh, they're slippery. They're slick in how they're presented. He said um, one of the, the common tropes we hear is the most educated um, person in the United States is the black.
1: That's true.
4: I
3: can't hear you, Jeremy. It sounds like you're you're mute. You are mute.
1: You did mute yourself.
3: Oh yeah, you mute. Get off of mute, bro. I think uh I
7: think one thing that, that yeah, I think one thing that you got to be an effective communicator, but also like you can't be stuck in your feelings about being assessed. Like like Jeremy was saying, so it, it can't be something where right. like if if I'm over here saying, hey, grade me on a scale of A through F, and and you put me at a D, and I'd be like, how the hell are you gonna give me a D? And I got all this, this and this and this and it's just like, well everything's on a weighted scale. You know what I mean? You may have this quality, but then after that, this other quality or your lack thereof of these skills or qualities may affect that. So, I mean, it's, it's a point of you got to be able to, to like have thick skin when it comes to it. it he reminds me of like somebody's old ass uncle. Who like you know he'd be mm-hmm. talking to him and he'd be like he'd be like you know what like Loki <laughs> there was one time me and Jeremy went to St Louis and then my my uncle was like hey if y'all drop like ten pounds your dick gonna get bigger and we was like what you know what I'm saying but guy, like, that was a conversation he I, and so. And so when that happened, like, you can't be like, okay, you could be like, uh, oh, you could say it a little bit better. But he was right, though. So I think there's a certain point of just being able to to just pick and choose. And and like just like when you you have any other situation, just like get the message from what he's trying to say. Don't worry about how it's delivered to you. You know what I'm saying? Your feelings may be hurt when it happens, but just go ahead and say, okay, what should I get out this message?
2: And that's it. Hey, sir.
0: Facts, bro. Thank you for that. Yes, sir.
2: So let me ask you a question. Um, Do you think I have tact?
0: Uh, black. Yes, actually.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, do you think do you think that I uh I hold any punches? I'm straight, no chaser.
0: I don't think you're straight no chaser. I think you're honest. Um, I think you do consider a person's feelings because, you know, like I said, when, when you go live, I sit back and I listen. Um, you don't subscribe to bullshit. And I think that's something mm-hmm. that a lot of people have gotten too accustomed to. I think we've surrounded ourselves with a lot of yes men and yes women. So when you get that ounce mm-hmm. of truth it's so bitter that you don't want it, you want to go back to that comfort zone. So perfect, perfect. I, I think that's what you provide, Black.
2: Perfect. So that's what I see with Kevin Samuels. Although he is fifty-two years old, his filter is probably a little less um, what people would like. But in this situation, in this um, like it's obvious we're having issues in dating and the relationships in twenty twenty-one. This doesn't re- this doesn't need a scalpel. This needs a full-fledged everything. <laughs> it's time for us to break it all down <laughs> and understand that what we've been doing is not is not working. <laughs> we over here faking like women acting like they happy when they're not. The numbers show that they're not getting married. <laughs> I mean like men want to get married, but now we have the perception that we don't. It's a whole bunch of stuff that's going on that's just all the way around just mis mis misguided. So with that being said, He's not playing around with it because that's what we've been doing all this whole time is we've been sitting here trying to make it sound good. Talking about it's the tone. I hear that so much about me. Oh, it's your tone. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. No, it's not the tone of the message. It's the message. Sorry. It's the message because I've seen a million times where men try to come with the most sensitive way to to even put it the most exclusive words and $20 words as they could. And, and, you know, I'm not trying to say you're wrong, but, but, and it still gets taken the wrong way because of the message. Now, one last thing is I don't want to overtake everything, but one thing that I don't understand about this society is we live in a binary society. If it's not black, then it's white. If it's not off, then it's on like, Come on now, we know we he not talking about all people, right so that's why I shameless plug my show sixty eight point two percent the bell curve we're talking about the people in the middle if you was to grab ten people, six to seven of them are going to have the same experience sure there's going to be the anecdotal um um uh, uh, fuck boy on one end, and then it's going to be the guy that never cheat on the other end, but we're <laughs> talking about the people in the middle. So let's stop trying to sit there and say, well, you know, I felt like he was coming from... Now he's talking about just in general. Now, if you want to sit there and talk about things in particular, like he say, book a session. Uh,
1: it's... Black said it. Black couldn't say said it better, man. You know, it. it we live in a world where People are afraid to face reality, and a lot of times it depends on the partner that you're with. All right, so mm-hmm. I'll I'll look at my ex that I used to be married to. I used to have to say things a certain way to make it sound good to get my partner across. It could be the simplest thing is your your dirty clothes are on the floor and they're not in the hamper. Hey, you know I understand you're tired, and I know you've been having long days, and you get home. Just can you just make sure you clothes get in the helper. It's okay, but but if they don't, I understand it. You know what I'm saying? Had to do that. That that the thing I'm with now. Hey man, your clothes on the floor. I I get them up. You know what I'm saying? Point blank, I don't have to worry about. And and it's not a a fuss like an argue. It's like a that's just how she gonna respond. It's like there's an under a concrete understanding and something. And that's when it comes to being equally yoked. You can be with somebody where you, if you got, if I got to do a soliloquy, if I got to do a soliloquy to get you to understand something, that that ain't equal. Because that means I can't be my true innate self with you and express myself truthfully with you. I have to put on airs to get a point across. That ain't it. That ain't how it's supposed to work. Like Black said, it's being sugarcoated. That ain't how it's supposed to work. I suppose we should be able to be straightforward and upfront with each other. And if we can't do that, then we need to go the other way. That's all uh, i had to say.
4: Um, I want I wanted to ask a question to touch on um something ha- uh, that Black had mentioned because I think um both of you all you and Malcolm just had some really good points. Why do you think that the perception? Well, one. Let me ask this: Do you think that the broad perception from women is that men don't want to be monogamous and don't want to be to be married? That's my first question. And my second question: If your response is yes, why do you think that that is the perception?
7: Go ahead, bro. Uh, can I can I jump in? Uh, yeah, I want to I want to double dub. so um everybody. I think everybody likes to play the victim and i think like say for instance if if say they know it's not true but in the same instance they they they're like well all these guys because they know that there's more women than men they think that you know guys are going to kind of chew pick and choose and, and try to have their cake and eat it at the same time but a lot of times guys guys like simplicity so simplicity is like being able to come home and not have to fuss, fight, and argue like we every time we talk with with certain women and things like that, it's like risk assessment. Like, is this argument worth the, <laughs> the fuck? So, so like Malcolm was saying, like, is it worth me talking to her about these clothes, or am I just gonna shut the fuck up and go ahead and pick these clothes if up it used, <laughs> and, and, and get it these tie Pods? Yeah. So if, if it, it wasn't. You, worth it. <laughs> so so that's that's where that's where it's it's a whole different kind of matter but like i think honestly i'm I'm gonna be real i just think that that there's a lot of women who who aren't honest with themselves and about and about their situations like there's a reason why you're single just like there's a reason that i'm single there but you can't just say that you're a perfect girl and you not own up to the fact that that you have anger issues or that you're triggered by a certain thing. Like mm-hmm. unless unless everybody is able to really assess themselves and say, OK, this is what I'm really, truly bringing to the table. Then then we constantly going to keep button heads and you will constantly have people who like. Like, if you say you want a, a good Christian girl, but you a freak and, and you need a freak to go along with you, then that's not going to work. You need to be uh, honest uh, on what uh, you like and what you mm-hmm. want, because
1: hey. oh, why? Why double dish back? Them are the biggest freaks. OK, that's all I got. To say. No, listen, yeah, listen. No.
7: we we talking. We're talking about the ones that that really about that. We're talking about the really ones that are like, hey, listen, I'm not. Mm-mm, mm-mm, you want me to do what? Mm-mm, no i've had the so, days.
1: keep going <laughs>
7: okay so so that's that's what we're talking about so um i don't think just like generalization we don't think that women all think that but then we have to we have to fight that fear that you may have inside you
2: so jessica are you asking why men cheat is that what you're asking no
4: no no, no. um sorry let me clarify so what i was asking is like I know you mentioned uh, I do not want to pair I don't wanna say it verbatim.
2: You don't have to be the, the perfect.
4: Thank you. But it was it was something along the lines of like women have this perception that men don't want to be married. Mm-hmm. And so that's more so out what I was asking. And and uh, and if it's okay before you respond, I want to say share this. And Lauren, I don't know if you have a similar perspective, but as women. Like something that we've constantly been told is like, girl, man, they don't get right till they got to get tired. They got to get tired of running. They got to get tired of this. They got to get tired of that. They don't start to act right till they're around this age. They don't want to settle down till they're around this age. And I'm not saying there's no truth to that, but I'm just telling you what is told to us. And then also, you got to think about depending on the city that you're trying to date in people will try, even some of Kevin Samuel's content, people will try and force this scarcity mindset on you of, well, you know, even once you hit this man, you know, men are going to be men, and they're going to do this and that, or you know, he may not want to be monogamous, so they try and put that onto women. So, and I 100% don't think that you need to operate from a scarcity mindset with anything in your life, so I don't agree with that, but just to give you all the perspective of what women are being told if you're getting the the impression that we think that because this is what has been told to us for years. So I wanted to add that in.
2: Okay, I got you. So but, so if I understand what you're saying is why is it thrown on women that if you want a certain kind of man or whatever, then you should be, you have to be open to him as Kevin Samuel say, explore his options. And um, why is that um, something that he throws on you guys as a fear? Because um, if you don't go with it, then you won't be able to get in a certain kind of guy, right?
4: Yes, that that is a part of the question. But just so okay. if if you yeah, but go, I'll let you answer. Go
2: ahead. Okay. Cool. Cool. So um, <clears throat> so about the age thing. Um. So with women, with women. So women. So one thing that he brings out see the thing about Kevin Samuels, that he introduced terms that we haven't heard in the black community, like sexual market value, like Mm -hmm. sexual market value is something that comes about when it says like a woman, like her peak sexual market value is 22 to 25 or something like that, because that's when she's the most fertile, the most productive, she's young, she's fit and all that other stuff at her prime. So what happens is, It also leads to what we grew up saying that women mature faster, right? In that sense, they do because everything comes to them at 23, 24, 25 years old. As a man, a man, he doesn't really come into his own until after 30, 30 something, because men have what's called a burden of performance. So what men have to do is, what they have to do is they have to get a job. They know that no one's going to come for them, which leads to the whole uh, why they don't get food stamps and stuff like that. Sure, a man can probably go get food stamps, but he can't go get wick. Um, because the, the the society that we live in is um um here you go he go $30 word, ghana citric. And so it means based around women. So, like with, with the whole marketing thing, I think we even overthinking that because like if they're saying like 73 cents on every dollar, that's what, what comes from the podcast. Uh, I haven't fact, black fact-checked that, but uh, it sounds like it's right. If it's 73 cents on the dollar spent by the woman, then that's the target audience. That's what creates a gyno-centric, a woman's environment. So we're going to go based on emotion first, where man is more logical. Okay, so what happens is, so if a woman is 23, 24, 25, or whatever, and she goes through those ages and having fun or whatever, she runs into a guy that she thinks is an alpha male, um because he's hot looks good and everything and he he's a bad boy or whatever you want to call it and she get with him and have a child so then what happens is then when she gets around 28 what was called you about the epiphany stage about 28 29 30 she'll say okay i have my fun let me chill i need someone to settle down um and um to take care of my kid and me and you know be more stable so then what happened is her her dating strategy changes so what happens is, so now it's a whole dysfunction because men end up uh, maturing what w- will be perceived later. Now, uh, so that so you got to kind of understand that, and and that's what Kevin Samuels is like, um, like starting to get us to understand. But we have to kind of do our own research on that whole sexual market value thing and understand that because women have a hard time understanding the more children you have, the less your SMB goes down. I'm sorry, I mean kids are great. But I mean, like, ideally, a man wants to have his own legacy. He wants to be able to discipline his household without having an, another outside interference or other broken homes um, interfering with that good, better and different. It is what it is. I'm sorry um, about the second part of your question, though, about um, the putting the cheating on um, on women. See, that's where I kind of fall off with Mr. Samuels is because a lot of women are Christian women. And he's basically telling them that they have to, uh they have to be willing to, you know, have an adulterous marriage, which I do not agree with. But he doesn't believe love has anything to do with, which I disagree with because God has got God is love, and you know, what I'm saying marriage is yada yada yada. So with that being said, though, so. A lot of women put themselves in this position because what they say is they want this guy that's going to be able to have them um, quit their job where they don't have to pay any significant bills, want to go jet set everywhere, have fun, live this lifestyle, this Instagram lifestyle. Well, if you want that, just know that dudes in that position have options. Mm -hmm. I'm not even a high value dude. I'm on my way there, but I got options. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't have a scarcity mindset. So with that being said is a man that has all the money, has all the things and, and you're interchangeable. He's going to feel like he has those options. Now, those people that I think he's talking about, I don't think that might represent the 68%, 68.2% of the high value men, because I think there's a lot of moral high value men that have a lot of money and stuff like that. And they don't want to have extra women and all that other stuff, but you got to be open to it. And if the, if you are willing to overlook a quote-unquote average regular guy that makes $50,000, $70,000 a year, then you get what you get, sis. You can't have it both ways. Uh,
5: it's a, it's a, a lot that's been said over the last 40, 45 minutes, so I don't want to go back too far. Um, but it's been a lot of good stuff from both sides, and I just wanted to kind of step in and admit, talk about a few of those things. Um, When we talked about the whole double standard deal. And Black says something really, really um, smart. When you're talking about recapping this and you talk about the double standards and you talk about the SMV and you talk about all of these things, it's exactly what you just said. You know, when women are younger, they tend to want to go get this bad boy because those are the fun guys. You actually have a lot of mature guys that are in that set stage where they want to settle down and get married at 22, 23, 24, 25. But what happens is is that the women that they are looking for and the women that they want to try to build those lives with, at that point, they're not ready to stop playing. They are in that stage of, I want this bad boy because I want to be living this Instagram lifestyle. I want to do this. I want to do that. And then, you know, when he always talks about that high value man. So essentially, just, just from my personal experience and what I've seen, it's almost like, the guys get tired of the women that are playing these games when they're 22, 23, 24, 25. And so now they focused on themselves, which is why they don't mature or know what they really, really want until we're past our 30s, 30, 31, 32. We get into that phase of life. And now the woman that's had the chance to party and do the XYZ and she's had her kids and now starting to raise, like he said, they start to want to date different. And I think that's kind of where um, the line comes into play. So that goes back to what Jessica was talking about in terms of guys, you know, not wanting to be monogamous. You've been told that. So what Jessica said was really, really important. And I'm glad that she said it as far as what she's been told all of her life, because it goes back to what Black was talking about in a sense of uh, we want our own legacy. We want our own seat. I, I will never forget. God rest her soul. My mom will be gone 10 years, New Year's Eve this year. But one thing that she always harped on with me, even though we didn't always particularly get along, she used to always tell me don't ever settle for a ready-made family. And what she meant when she said that was she knew the potential that I had to be, the potential that I was able to be, the things that I can do. She knew that I was intelligent. She knew I was ambitious. She knew I was passionate. She knew that while as much as women are always positioned to be the prize, okay.
4: mm-hmm.
5: men can also build themselves up to be this prize, per se, or the catch, if you will. What uh, Sir said earlier, I, I'm sorry, what Malcolm said earlier, when he was talking about uh, you know the nice things and so on and so forth, we've talked about this before. Men have nice things because women like nice things. Men are creatures of habit and they are creatures, they are simple creatures. You know what I mean? So as long as we've got peace and and we can happy and we can kind of do what we want to do, a lot of that extravagant stuff doesn't come on our own per se, because we're not necessarily looking for that void in that, but we do want to have some type of companionship and we want that to grow and we want that to be something that we can have. I see these memes all the time where it's like, oh, it don't take years xyz to know if a man want to marry you then and i know sometimes it do because he tried to give that whole six month to 12 month quick relationship thing a chance move it forward move too fast and then end up getting hurt or end up getting burned so now he goes into his whole phase and he's stuck there. and sometimes it takes that right person to to bring him out of that but then he don't know he he been burned so much he don't know if he really ready to get out of it yet. You see what I'm saying? And um, I think that's where that misconception comes in, where it takes a guy getting tired, per se, if you will, to settle down. That ain't the case at all. But I think where that comes from is the past and how we, when we started this conversation, we talked about how the guy's past is used to normally demean, whereas the women's past is normally meant to build up. And it's because he's been beat down so much in his past, I think that that mentality just starts to build and build and build and it stacks and stacks and stacks until he finally finds that person that is like, you know what? I know I'm in a position to be where I want to be for the rest of my life. And yeah, sometimes that does happen later on in life and it does take time and it does take years. But once, once it happens, it happens. But like I say, is I know guys personally and myself included that have been ready in that position beforehand, ready to settle down, ready to get married, ready to have kids, thinking I know knowing the person I'm supposed to be with for the rest of my life, and then they turn out to not be that person.
2: But but bro, because ever since little kids, we were we were taught that ever since Disney. Right because because yeah. because uh, i was definitely prepared to be married at 21 years old yeah Tw- 20 years later i am not married <laughs> and i've been wanting to be married the whole time but right. the thing about it is we were raised that that's how that w- was supposed to go you supposed to go get this you, you find your soulmate, um and then you live happily ever after and the man has this burden of performance to get to this woman and you find her and you jump through these hoops and then you live happily ever after and she doesn't have anything to do but wait on you but look cute that's a, that's how our society looks today right but the thing about it is men we it, it's funny because in our, on a subconscious level we understand that um our our peak years aren't till we're like 32 33 34 35 right but at the same time a woman's peak years is it 25 right so what we're doing is we what we do is we settle out early try to get that woman but see what's going what's 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 going to happen is now men are starting to understand hold up wait a minute i don't i i'm gonna be a high value man 30 30 years old is not too old because i thought 30 was old i asked my young cats right now they think 30 is old they do i ask them 35 35 is old that's when you in your that's your prime as a man. But in your mind, you thinking like a woman in the Citric co- uh, uh, society that your peak years is 23, 24, 25, because that's where women are. Right. Nice. And so and so that's where it is. So once we start understanding how we all move and stop saying we are the same because we're not. Once we start really looking at what we are to each other, then we can learn to complement each other. And 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 that's not to say that men should wait to then get to then to get married. But it's just a different society now, because when our parents when my parents got married, they 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 got married at 19 and 21 years old and they rocked with each other the whole time. But that's not the society we live in today because it's just totally different.
5: Real quick, and then I'm I'm gonna slide out the way because I I know some other people want to chime in, but you're absolutely right, bro. I just Me turned too. 36 like two weeks ago, but legitimately, the last three to four years of my life have felt like the first time for the first time in my life I was really living, and I was in a position to really live, not just go to work to live and then live to work. And it wasn't until I hit that 32, 33 year old, you know, the 32, 33 age range, it was just like, yo, like, I'm in a nice position right now ha- that I, I definitely would not have been in 10 years ago, where I wanted to be married and so on and so forth. But, yo, that's that struggle love. That's like that puppy love. And it's that heartbeat that's going when financially we just want to be stable enough to be able to take care of them. I'm going to slide out.
0: Um, I'm going to answer a question real quick that okay, was posted in the then. chat real quick Jared, and I'm going to let you go um Brittany said so men need to know their value uh absolutely um a lot of times when it comes to men we don't get comfortable talking like that until we get gentlemen have to take you know what i'm saying the first opportunity given to you a lot of times we find that mentorship to give us that comfort uh in order to examine ourselves to determine what we want to be or what we classify ourselves as um for the longest and i'll be honest a reason that i and I, I tell this all the time to my friends i fear marriage because the rhetoric i hear now and this this is just through social media this is just Listening to people talk and it could be in a jest, but it's the fact that it's put out into the universe I don't want to be seen as solely a provider So, like if women can transcend what it meant to be a woman back then versus mr Mom they can be more than just you know, what I'm saying if, if they can transcend that title of wife I feel like my role as a husband can include other things. I don't have to just be a check mm-hmm. coming into the house You know what I'm saying? I don't have to be just a damn sponsor to a woman because that's the way it's perceived on my end. That's the way I see it. Like we hear all this conversation about where I want my man to be able to take care of all the bills in the house. While you do what? What is it that you want to do?
6: What are you doing? What are your
0: goals, my love? Yeah, but it's ridiculous. But it's the 68.2% black is talking about. And, and, I, I, and I love you, Jess. I love you, Lauren. Y'all are the outliers. I've talked to you guys extensively. But I think a lot of times, I know men do this. When we're in a conversation and we're discussing stuff as men, because uh, truthfully, the only time we can have these conversations without being attacked is when we're by ourselves. And that's why you guys are having to ask the question, hey, do y'all even talk about getting married now? It's because we can't talk in public, because anytime we speak sincerely, we get attacked. And Kevin Samuels brought that up, sign language. To those of you that don't know, sign language is an acronym he came up with to discuss how communication breaks down to someone who's not hearing what they want to hear. It starts with shame. Oh, you, how dare you talk like that? What what do you, you know, who are you to, to be doing this? And then it goes to insults. When insults don't work, it goes into um what was G um goddamn, sorry, I'm getting God. flustered. It was shame, insult no,
5: like
0: uh, guilt. He was like when it's not an exchange, oh, guilt, you guilt, don't response guilt, to exchange now you gay. It's guilt. Okay. It's guilt. They try yes, to guilt like, you. Oh. It's right. Guilt, try to shame. challenge your sexuality. And then when it's when it's that uh somebody's uh Mike is giving feedback. Oh, hold on. Somebody's Mike is giving feedback. I'm going to mute a couple people. Hold on. It's Malcolm. There we go. The I think it was you, Malcolm. I had to mute you for a second, bro. Yeah, it, it um, it's but, it
2: is guilt. It's guilt, bro. Yeah, and the need but, to be um, right.
0: Right. And then the need to be right. Now, that last one stuck with me. The need to be right. How many times? And this is with women and men. I'm not even going to exclude men in this. How many times have you been conversing with someone explaining your point of view, but they give you, yeah, but even when you present things with fact. So now as men, when we approach that, we shut down. We stop the communication because we see there's no point in it. So once I have to cater things to that fact that you need to be right every time, we talk about this all the time, that this this damn phrase that I fucking hate. Uh, happy wife, happy life. That is the most toxic shit I ever heard in my life. No, our happiness will not be built on you. No, it's us, cuz. And until people ex- examine that shit and actually make that solid, I'm I'm not subscribing to it. I'm not going to be a sponsor. I'm not going to subscribe to your happiness equals our happiness. Our happiness equals our happiness, bro. Uh, Lauren, I know you had your hands up. There.
3: So real quick, I wanted to say, um, I wanted to say, I mean, for me as a woman, what, a, how do I say this? What happens to the women like me who I've always been like confident in who I am, but not so much confident to where I'm arrogant, but I've always been the one that a guy can talk to, you see what I'm saying? So what happens when you approach a guy and you're willing to listen and hear them out and they're still, I guess, not sure of themselves? or not willing to have that conversation or you talk about, we talked about this whole marriage thing um, and how you guys want to get married, but he also spoke about this Ikea marriage, how it looks good, but it's got that pot of board. You know what I'm saying? Y'all sleeping on that damn milkshake together. Nobody wants to go through the struggle. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they always tell you the first couple of years of marriage is the hardest because nobody actually want to go through the actual struggle or the building of the man. Now it seems like men or women, like I know I mentioned, in I seen a comment um, that women desire education versus men or men are finally coming into their own when they, they uh, like um, eternity said um, that he can actually, he found out that he had more ambition. He was more than just a damn husband or more than just a, a ready-made family. Like his mom said, you see what I'm saying? Like what happens when you meet somebody and you want to, you don't want to go through the, I won't even call it a struggle because the beginning of marriage is not a struggle. It's literally two people coming together and learning each other. And you either going to be the right person with that person or you're going to pick the wrong person. You see what I'm saying? So I'm just trying to figure out as a woman and from my perspective where I am now, like I've tried, I'm, I'm the, I'm the person, person that listens to what you guys are saying. You know, and I try to ask questions. I always want to know like where a where a man's perspective is coming from. You see what I'm saying? And why they think the way they think, or what happened, or what transpired to make you, you know, get this. So what happens when you come across a woman who actually listens or wants to have that conversation, or a woman that desires more of an education, like one of the comments said, versus a man. Because a man is not ready to have that open conversation with them or ready to express that love for wanting to be married. You see what I'm saying? What happens to that? So that's that's my question, really.
0: So what I was going to say was. Jared, uh, let Jared go first because Jared actually had a point prior and we didn't get back to him. So let Jared and then why?
6: Uh, well, to what Lauren said. Um, a lot of dudes is not ready to have that conversation because they don't know how, um, because of how we are wired. And, um, everybody here has had exceptional points. And after some thought, I feel like every individual is a mind. And we all know, you know, to do the dude a little invisible bam, bam. I feel like everybody has something that makes them Touch that invisible ceiling, you know, and feel around in that invisible box every from the time we're born until we die, we are under an immense amount of pressure and don't even know why. And um, I'm going to go back to something Jessica said about, you know, telling you know telling you that uh, you, you got to let you got to let them go do what they want to do for a little while. Uh, Bam, bam. They are literally pawning off their bad experiences on you. Don't tell me what happened to you will happen to me just because you got involved with a man that wasn't ready. Don't mean I will, too. And for the men, just because your wife cheated on you or after you got married, she cut the sex off, doesn't mean it's going to happen to me. I feel like the older generations poison our outlooks on life so early on that, you know, it gets very difficult. And a lot of people aren't ready because they cheat in advance. <laughs> or or before they give the person that they're talking to 100%, they're trying to figure out how to give 20, 25% in 100 different places just in case. Um, Man, y'all y'all had a lot of stuff. I love what Malcolm said about the product. Yes. It sounds good to say you got a degree. It sounds good to say you make 80 a year or you own your own business. You're selling that because when you're talking to somebody for the first time and you tell me about yourself, when you own t- when you own something, when you know you got something going for yourself and that you know you can reach a certain level like eternity said, you're going to sell it. You're going to sell it just like a damn job interview. It's just like a job interview when you're talking to another human trying to build a relationship, a friendship, anything. Because you can say proudly, I'm Jeremy. <laughs> I'm the founder and owner of 2020 podcast. Please say the LLC, bitch. You feel me? Because I created that. I, You know what I'm saying? Like, when you create a good life for yourself, which men often don't give themselves enough credit for, you know, because I, one thing I did love that Kevin Samuel said is that men know ain't nobody coming to save us, which is 100% true. All we are taught to do and told to do is you gotta go get your job you gotta go pay for it you gotta go get insurance make sure you got health insurance you gotta uh you gotta make sure you got a home you gotta make sure you got a car you gotta make sure you do this you gotta go to college if you wanna make this money go do that um and you just you fry people like that and when people are talking to people who aren't on the same time frame as they are, it often gets misconstrued that everyone at that age is like that we are all running different races in different times but everybody puts so much pressure on each other to be something that we might not even be ready to be yet you know uh just because eternity may not want to settle down right now don't mean why it won't and they could be the same age you know, we we just we just we just brand everybody together. Of uh, you know what I mean you, you have a couple bad experiences, not all women ain't nothing. You have a couple bad experiences, not all men ain't nothing. But it's not true. You just had a couple bad picks, you know what I mean? You you know what I mean? you might have went for the okie doke a couple times. That's all right. But everybody is under this invisible amount of pressure. That I have to be something right now. Everybody has 30 seconds left all day. I don't have, you know what I mean? Like, it's like nobody has, nobody feels like they have time to grow. You know, nobody feels like they have time to wait for that business to flourish and their clientele to get up there. Nobody feels like they have time to learn themselves to the point where they can actually know what they bring to the table and know what they want brought to the table. It's, it's like, you need to be doing this right now. You need to be wanting this right now. But And that's, and that's, and that's just not it. Like, everybody is expecting so much of each other, and we're not even on the same wave right now. You know what I mean? Like we not even we not even in the same vicinity. I feel like everybody, every individual is in their own cubicle at the office. Everybody in their own cubicle. But if I start dumping dumping stuff in everybody else's cubicle, that what that do? That's gonna tighten up their space. You know what I'm saying? If I start putting putting all my junk in black spot, he got less room to expand himself. You know, so I just feel that once people hold themselves accountable for their past, their traumas, their mental state, what makes them tick, their anger management, um, not, not, okay, I'm so tired of take it, take it, take me as I am. And, 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 oh, that's, oh, that, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my God! You mean to tell me you done ran off? Ten people probably slapped three of them, but somebody has to literally take you as you are. But you you expect a hundred percent transformation from them? I will never in my life understand that. Never.
2: Oh, I can help. I can help you with that. Never, like never. Minutes, I, I, never. I know.
6: I would never, never understand that. Because you, I, I I seen something a long time ago. It said, "Uh, and it and it's men and women. Everybody wants a good spouse until it requires them to be a good spouse. And that and and that and that 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 stuck with me. You can't you can't want a man to make a hundred G's a year, take care of you." Make sure you ain't never got to work, and you have no ambition, no grind. Especially in today's game, <laughs> this ain't the '80s, baby. This, gas ain't twenty five cent no more. Oh, but they can it though. It takes it take, it take two. It take it in this day and age with 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 the wages staying where they at, but the costs rising. It takes two. But every Everybody wants something handed to them i you can't want somebody that you know that could give you steak and lobster, but you used to eat fophofold what you gonna do what you feel me like it's it's all about what can you do for me and not what can I become so we can match just like somebody said about being equal if, if i see I like to hang around people that's doing better than me. Because when I see my dolls doing better than me, I'm trying to get the way they at. And that's how it should be when it comes to choosing your spouse. If you see your your spouse is, is somewhere up here and you know they're going up, 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 you should be trying to go up, up, up with them. They shouldn't be having to backtrack and come get you and try to bring you up because you ain't you probably ain't even ready to grind it out for real. You know what I'm saying? It, man, it, y'all done said a whole lot of stuff that was 100%. And I can't even recall a lot of that, but y'all go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. Stokes.
7: All right. So uh, I had to put it on a post-it note because I, I remembered my memory ain't all that great. So uh <laughs> so one of the things that I, I wanted to say was uh with Lauren that talked about how you know some guys not being ready to be able to have those conversations and things like that. Um, I took a little bit different um, idea or or view when it came to that, what, from what Jared had said. I think sometimes, like men have been ready to have those conversations, but haven't felt secure enough to be able to do it, because like as much as women say that you know men's mental health is important, like if if you say something. You know, you acting too light skin or you trying to do, you know what I mean. You have you having light skin tendencies. You you know, you sensitive. You know what I mean. So it, it's one of those things where a man has to feel comfortable in, in expressing those kind of things that go on because right now, you know, it, it's not safe for for men to be able to speak how they truly feel sometimes, and that's uh that's unfortunate. And I think a part of that is men need to be able to. To have that safe space, not within just themselves, but but with also with women um, and, and things like that. The next topic that I had. OK, so I had to I had to uh, scribble it down real quick. So um, the other thing was like a, a woman wants like. Some of these things, like it's like we were talking about before, how women want like the polished and the finished man, but they're not really ready to put in the work to get them there. Um, to me, like I'm going to use a vi- video game analogy, it's like grinding. Like, you know, when you first start in a, in a game, you level one. Like you can't you can't fight nothing but the little squid billies and whatever else you can't do nothing. But a lot of times like women are willy, willy, really willing to, to go ahead and and go ahead and hash that out with them. So, you know what I mean? You can't you're not really willing to, to go from level one. You want the level 50 already and, and you're not ready for that. So that was one of the other points that I had. The next one was um, modern women and. How it's okay for a woman to be modern, but as far as like having a man evolve and and the and the kind of role that he has is not acceptable in this term as well. So it kind of goes along with uh the same thing about how we we're talking about um being safe and being comfortable as far as that's concerned. So those were my points, and this has been my TED talk.
2: <laughs> oh, can I can I jump in? Because he he made a point about the, like the level fifty where women jump in at level fifty instead of starting at level one. Like like my parents used to do. They used to get with get the man, saw the potential, and then rocked with him, and then helped them build to that situation. Yeah, that's not the situation anymore because we live in the Instagram society where uh, you have so many men um, trying to throw themselves at the woman. Saying, hey, I have this, I can do this for you and all this other stuff. So they can pick and choose. See, that's why, see, women, they date up, right? And they're always looking for the best person to mate with, be with. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if I'm saying something wrong, ladies, y'all can just y'all can let me know. But if a woman sit there and says, Hey, I have this guy, he's uh 28, he looked like he on his way. But I got this dude, 29, and he like he already on his way, but he got some cash and they going on trips. That's who she's going to choose. Just like as men, we're going to choose the woman who and I'm not talking about all because I already heard you guys are the outliers, ladies. I'm talking about the 68.2%. I'm talking about them. And so what happened is she's going to pick the dude that has more to offer at the time. So now that we live in a society where you look on a person's Instagram and then you try to size them up and be like, Oh, because women want a man that every man want to be like, and every woman want to be with, they do, they just do. They want the man that got the social acceptance and all that stuff. So they're looking for that. And then this kind citric, society we live in just sit there and throws it to them all day long so they have no accountability no reason to be accountable just sit back and choose what they want and 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 to to, for them i'm not saying that should change because i don't that's not going to change the thing about men is we have to step up our level of performance if you want a certain type of woman if you want certain things you got to do certain things plain and simple
4: Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with anything you said, but I mean, it's sad to say, I'm, I'm not saying I feel like that, but I do think to your point, I think it depends on you as a person and why you're dating, like what is your purpose in dating? Are you dating because you really want a partner and you want real companionship and you want to grow in love and have a family or are you dating for the optics? So you can have the Instagram proposal and you can have the Instagrammable trips and all that stuff that really, at the end of the day, doesn't matter because you're putting things up, again, for optics because it looks good. And I personally, I don't even think, I don't see anything wrong with a man or a woman wanting a partner that has ambition and it's not even about the money, but that, you know, if I'm down and out, you're going to do what you got to do to help with the family and vice versa. But I don't think it's wise to select someone simply based on what they can do for you financially, because that can we can blink our eyes. The market drop and you could lose your bag and and them Instagram trips gone. But you're I don't disagree with you in the fact that now we have now more than ever we have access to every, to each other's lives more than ever. So I can easily go and look into your life and be like, dang, Jared, you know, Jared and his wife, they just went to this restaurant. Or, you know, Black he he hopping, he talking about he going to Cuba <laughs> after the panty over. You know, what's what's up? So you can easily do that. And so I that's think right. that. It's it's a fact. And <laughs> I think the thief of comparison and envy is is creating a delusion for a lot of people. So so I don't disagree with anything you said. It's sad to say, but you you told the truth.
3: That and I, I think
7: sometimes
4: build a hmm. bear
3: mentality. Like I feel like we're in this build a build a man, build a woman world right now. You know what I'm saying? You gotta constantly build a person up. You gotta constantly wait for them to get over their old oh, pain like come on like at some point you got to take ownership of what you you know what you went through or what you're dealing with and you have to you know you got to do what you got to do and it's I be mean, accountable it's, yeah it's give a
4: your partner of- grace but I- you have to be accountable and work on those things within yourself you can't expect someone to do the work for you that's not fair
2: quick question yeah i'm sorry would you guys consider yourselves the average woman the
4: 68.2 not at all
2: okay no.
4: No, I'm not. And I'm not trying to be a pygmy with that statement. So I don't. But no, to be honest with you, no. Okay. I just,
3: and, I, and I'm basing it off of just you, kind of you guys' responses and based on that interview. Um, I didn't I don't consider myself that kind of person. I guess where I am now, maybe at one point in my life, I could have been in that era. But I know where I am now in life. That's not even the thing. And like at all, I'm not in that range
7: i'm gonna say this i think uh i think a lot of times people aren't dating with purpose i think people are dating to keep and you know keep attention to somebody else because they just don't want to be by themselves so you know what i mean there's you have to be able to find those people that that really understand you know what they're really looking for because a lot of times there's a lot of people that just don't know what they're looking for, but they just don't. They know that they don't want to be by themselves, and that that's what's wasting the time and hurting other people who who are really looking for a genuine connection.
0: I agree with that, but on, on two things I want to acknowledge. Well, one thing you said, why is is dating with purpose? But you can do that, and it's it's perfectly fine to hold somebody accountable. But don't be that when we're getting to know someone and you're constantly saying, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there? Don't do that. Don't do that. Cause now I'm questioning what you're rushing for. Do you really want me or are you just here because I'm the person that came to you? You know, I I see that a lot. And also uh, there was a comment that said, we've seen women who've been called the fool for sticking with a man who has potential and it takes them nowhere. I'm going to be honest with you. Don't for I'm going to say that statement, although it's true, but it's understood at this point. Niggas are going to talk regardless. Whether you date somebody with a potential or you pursue somebody who got the bag right now, they going to talk regardless. So I feel like that conversation is, is, is getting to the point where it's diluted. Now I feel like it is starting to hold no more weight anymore. Me personally. It, um, if you, it,
2: Yeah, I was just about to say, plus, I mean, there is no safety net. I mean, there is no safety net to relationships. You can get into it with a guy that makes six figures and he don't beat you and then he don't communicate well. So, I mean, like, come on, there's no safety net in this. So when people say that, that's, that's just a deflection to me
7: well and then plus with uh when it comes to dating for potential like you need to be able to still be all right with who they are right then and there so it's it's okay to be able to date so yeah exactly. he's got he's got a million dollars he got a million dollar idea exactly. but you go take it for his his twelve dollar fifty cent job that he got right now so that's one of the things that i have from there now the other part about like the the quick Touch about like dating with purpose, like you can still be able to date with purpose without necessarily putting that pressure on somebody that, hey, you know, we're trying to do this. Like you you're getting to know somebody first, but you know that like at the end game, you're getting to know them to try to be able to see what they're about. And it and if you know that hey, they're they're good people and y'all turn out to be more, you know, friends than anything else, that's cool too. But so I don't necessarily believe dating with purpose necessarily means that you got to pressure somebody to date. And, you know, to we're going to get married here in two point three years. Now, that's that's just something else.
0: Right, right, right. And uh, we're going to wrap it up bro, because I haven't realized, but we're right at over an hour and a half on this conversation. And I feel like we could probably do a part two because I'm going to be real with y'all my phone has been off so I'm pretty sure I got some hate mail or something in my inbox as we speak so uh, final thoughts everybody real quick
4: let's do a part two I'm with the shit
0: right
2: <laughs> <laughs> no I would like hey. to ask the lady some questions hey, too so part two would be nice
5: <clears throat>
0: I'm hey, down so for a part two I tell you what
2: I want to hear Buck two
0: yeah let's go Hey, so I tell you what, two weeks, meet us right back here. I'm going to be on time this time, though, I promise. Look, y'all, Internet and StreamYard and computers be acting the hell up. But, you know, next, give me two weeks love. and we're going to do this again. And uh, I'll even give you all a sneak peek. What's funny about this conversation that we had today We was talking about how we want to know if men uh, wanted to have that conversation about marriage. Uh, but can actually tell you, I was actually putting together a podcast episode with black men oh. discussing marriage. That's the funny oh. shit. <laughs> that is literally the funny shit. I've been scheduling it. So y'all tune in next week. We're going. Well, not next week in two weeks. Excuse me. We're going to have a part two of this conversation. And gonna, if you got any questions, shoot it to the 2020 podcast LLC's uh, page. And uh, I'll bring it to the squad, man. Don't send it to me. Don't send it to Black. Don't send it to Jess. Don't send it to nobody else. Send it to the podcast page, girl. And uh, y'all stay tuned. I'll be announcing the $10 cash app winner shortly. But uh, with that being said, this has been Squad, and we going home. Squad, yeah. up.